You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What is going on, Sucky Daters? I don't know if we're going to leave that in or not, but if we do, you're welcome for blessing your ear holes with the sweet sounds of Jared's voice for our intro. He's back. And Jared, how did how much did we miss you last week, man? I I forgot the days of doing this podcast alone and just how emotionally and mentally taxing it is on me uh your presence was missed you're just pre- talking to yourself over the over and over and over again yeah that's pretty taxing well well we had some guests last week some great guests but it's just like you know when when it's me and you talking to guests it's just a little bit more the flow is a lot better so it's good to have you back i missed you buddy what have you been doing and where the hell were you last week so I was on the East Coast. I'm still on the East Coast right now. So I was in Rhode Island, and now I'm actually in Jersey visiting Ashley's family. But we've been on the East Coast for about a month now because uh, there's not much else to do. Everything we're doing is virtual. So it's been nice to have family. We've been, tra- you know, not traveling because of COVID, but it's it's been nice being back home on the East Coast for quite some time, which has been nice. And and uh, we've been very safe about everything, wearing our masks everywhere we go and washing our hands. And I've been tested actually two times already since being on the East Coast because uh, they offer asymptomatic testing, which is very nice. And it's just great to be with family. So that's what I've been up to. And uh, Ashley and I celebrated our one year anniversary, which we already talked about uh, when we were down in Newport, Rhode Island. And that was gorge. That was gorgeous. But it's good to be back. I missed last week, too. And uh, we have some topics. We have some things to talk about, specifically about a, a bachelor couple that we both know uh, that recently called it quits, which is very sad. Becca and Garrett officially called it quits today. 
Yeah, I saw the Instagram post from Becca about the split. You never want to see a split. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't... I mean, I guess it, there are certain exceptions when it's, like, nice to see people breaking up. But especially when it's, like, Becca was the lead of a show and she picked her guy, Garrett. They loved each other. And for whatever reason, they had a split. It's never never really an easy thing. Um, but I don't really know either of them super well. Obviously, I've met Becca a few times and Garrett a few times. What are, what's your what's your take on this whole on this whole breakup here, Jared? Yeah, I don't know. It seemed to have started when the Black Lives Matter movement started and Garrett uh, came out in support of the Blue Lives Matter. I mean, that's from, uh, you know, 30,000 feet away. Um, but I just, you know, I mean, I wish them both the best. I, I really hope. Uh, um, yeah, I just hope I hope the best for them. I met them both multiple times and uh, Garrett and Becca have been nothing but nice to me and Ashley. Uh, and very pleasant uh and it's just especially being the public eye you know anytime you go through a breakup it's just you get a million questions of what exactly happened why it happened um so just thoughts are with them hope they're doing well uh and that's all i have to really say about becca and garrett because like you said i mean i'm not super close to them either so why do you let's speculate why do you think they broke up we like you said thirty thousand foot overview we think it, it stemmed from the black lives matter movement and Garrett was I pretty... don't think it's because of that I I really don't I yeah. mean I would imagine that they would I would hope that they you know would be able to uh talk through things if that was the case so I'm sure that there was other factors at at, uh, at play not just something like that would be yeah. my guess yeah well I mean let's let's talk about it what do you think it would be <laughs> and I and obviously just speak generally but like and on top of that to like kind of tie it back into what we do know how do you think that or at least what we're able to give advice on how do you think the issues that they might have faced as a couple could be addressed to kind of salvage the relationship if it even is worth salvaging you know because there are things like 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 Kaylin and I are very different like religiously you know Kaylin is Christian. Mm-hmm. I am agnostic. We have conversations about it. We don't look down on one for thinking the thing that we think and not the other, those types of things. But what, what's your advice on people, on, on partners disagreeing on things that kind of are pretty big deals? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I uh, there are things that Ashley and I disagree about uh, in a lot of different factors of life. And and we certainly have uh, conversations about it. And I think that goes with every, every couple, like you just said, whether it's religion, uh, politically driven, y- you have to be willing to sit down and have conversations with your significant other because you're entering, not only are you marrying, you, you, the, you know, like for example, I, I married Ashley, but I also married into her family, just like she married me and married into my family. And there are values there and, and certain beliefs and different backgrounds and different perspectives and opinions. And so I, I think you have to be willing to have a conversation with people, especially if you're entering a relationship. Um, and that's always been my mindset about it. Now, I'm not sure if that's what happened with Becky and Garrett, but obviously we're just speculating and talking about what we've seen from a very, you know, from what everybody else has seen as well. Um, and so uh, I, you I, know, I, with any I relationship. My question for you is at what point do those conversations break down to the point? Because conversation is one thing. But to have those conversations eventually end up in a place where you're breaking up, like what, how do, how do those conversations break down in your mind? Because again, I think all we're, all you and I are capable of doing is imagining a scenario where we disagree with our partners on something, something of Mm -hmm. substance. 
but I don't think that I would really foresee you and Ashley disagreeing upon something so harshly that it would drive a wedge large enough between the two of you to separate you, you know? So like, at what point does everything kind of come to a head where they're just like, you know what, we're just going to break up? Because like a, polit a political thing, like you could be you could be right leaning or left leaning and still be in a successful functioning relationship. But there has to be like some breakdown at some point where it's like this is just no longer a suitable option for us. You know? Yeah, I mean, I I agree. And I, I guess it depends on, um, y you know, individuals, you know, how how uh, how attached are you to your 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 way of thinking? You know, are you willing to uh, open up and, and be open minded and, and, and listen to people and possibly change your perspective? Uh, is the other person willing to do the same thing? I mean, it's it's it, there's no right or wrong answer. It just depends on what you're willing to fight for and what you're not willing to fight for. And I think that goes with anything in a relationship and not saying that's what happened with Becky and Garrett. Um I'm kind of speaking in general terms now with within a realm of all relationships, like you have to just pick your battles and, 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 uh, figure out, like I said, what you're willing to fight for and what you're not willing to fight for. And are you willing to be open-minded? Are you willing to learn? Uh, like you said, not just about politics, but religion as well. I mean, Ashley and I have talks about, uh, religion views all the time. Um, especially as we get older, you know, our, our family's getting older. It's a, uh, it's a heavy topic. So, well, especially for but, you guys, because you know, you're you're eventually going to bring kids into the world. It's like, what are you going to do for raising them? If you do raise them religiously, what denomination, et cetera? Oh, of course. And we and we've talked about that a lot. And you, you have to have those discussions before you have kids, you know, because you, you want to you know, you don't want to bring kids in this world and be like, OK, now that they're here, let's figure this shit out. It's, you know, before, you know, we actually start family planning before we even got married, we talked about uh, how would we, how we would want to raise a family um, you know, the things that we would want to talk to them about, uh, how we would teach them, you know, not just about religion or politics, but, you know, um, you know, individuality, uh, sex, um, you know, uh, 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 you know, acceptance, a lot of different things that we've talked about, uh, throughout our relationship about what we would want to do when we ultimately have kids one day. So, yeah, but there, I think we'll everyone's going to kind of have their deal breakers. Like I, I look back to kind of like the beginning stages of mine and Caitlin's relationship and everyone always has these conversations to get a kind of a general idea of where their potential, you know, wife or husband is going to be at five years down the line. Like what religion are you? Who did you vote for? You know, how are you raised? All these types of things. And I think everyone's going to have their deal breakers. Like for instance, when Caitlin and I first started dating, I would ask her, I'm not a political person, but I am involving myself more in politics as I get older, just mm -hmm. because it seems obviously more necessary um, and so I was asking her very pointed questions and I was like, kind of like harping on her a little bit to see how she would react of like, who did you vote for? Who would you be voting for in this next election? And I, I was, um, happy to see that our beliefs and our, uh, opinions aligned in a lot more ways than I had expected it to, because you know, this, me, this freaking liberal guy living out of his van starts dating this girl from North Carolina and Virginia where people are typically more conservative. I was like, okay, well, I kind of have an idea of who this person might be. So I'm going to like kind of test the waters before we get too deep sort of thing. And that worked out. Let me ask you this. If huh. she was more conservative, would that have caused issues? I guess my question is, do you think relationships uh, should break up based on political associations? I think that there is a difference between political associations, which I don't think is an issue, but then there's also like human rights uh, and just general ethics. I think that a lot of people especially in 2020, seem to overlook, especially as it pertains to politics now, like 
politics aren't really politics anymore. It's more of just like human rights, uh, seemingly as as time moves on. Like I remember back in like 2008, I was super Republican because that's how I was brought up. And mm-hmm. Republican was Republican still isn't a bad thing. Democrats, not a bad thing. Neither are bad, neither are good, really. It's just as like difference of opinion. But things are kind of, ske- in my opinion, my very unprofessional opinion, obviously, things are skewing away from politics and more towards human rights. And that's a big deal. That's a big thing. It's like, of course, if you disagree on, you know, like the ethical treatment of humans and everybody around you, then that's like a deal breaker. But I think a lot of people kind of have uh, this like shining light in them. And they're always like, oh, well, later down the line, this person's going to change and they're going to become more uh, how I want them to be. And if that doesn't happen, then that's kind of that's kind of how I at least perceive the whole Becca Garrett situation is, um, you know, Becca is a little bit more liberal. Garrett is more conservative. Becca had always hoped in the back of her head that Garrett would come around and kind of lean more towards her side of thinking. And that just never happened. And it all kind of came mm-hmm. to a head, especially with the Black Lives Movement matter and everything that that, that that all of the United States of America has kind of been going through since February and honestly since freaking 1776. But um, that's that's my perception of it is there had there was hope to change from either side or both sides. And that never came. And then eventually they reached their breaking point and they definitely loved each other. They definitely wanted the relationship to work. But once they either of them or both of them realized that it wasn't going to happen how they had originally foresaw it, then that's when they decided to make a statement and end the relationship. Again, entire speculation on my part. It seems like the mature thing for both of them to do, but that's just how I kind of look at it. No, I agree, man. I think that was very well said. And um, so we do have to move on because we have some really great guests uh, on the podcast this week. We're going around the office. That's right. Virtually, that is, of course, because nobody's in the office because of COVID. But we have some co-workers who are going to come on talk about their relationships, what dating has been like for them during these crazy times. But before we do that, and before we take a small break, Dean, what we always like to talk about on this podcast, and I feel like we haven't talked about in quite some time, are dating terms. And mm. I discovered a new one, and I want to let you know what it is. Have you heard the newest dating trend called woke fishing? Never heard of it. So... Apparently, I, I was I was Googling dating, kind of, you know, looking up some things, discuss, uh, what we should discuss on the podcast. And then I saw this and I, you know that I love a new, a, a good new dating trend, uh, at least a trending word that is. So apparently woke fishing is the new thing and it's alarming people on social media. Now, what is woke fishing? I know you're dying to know. So apparently someone pretends to be progressively political so they can score the big date with someone who normally would turn them down. So apparently, people masquerade as holding progressive political views to ensnare potential partners. So this is like the tip, this is the the definition. Woke fish can pretend to be protest attending or anti-racist, according to Vice. They may appear to be a person who drinks ethically sourced oat milk and has read the back catalog of an Audrey Lord twice. Who's Audrey Lord? Do you know who that is? I guess I'm not woke enough to know who that is. Apparently not. But what are your thoughts on woke fishing? Uh, okay, so what we're saying is there are people imposturing as hashtag woke people to ensnare a date with the the feminist, as how I kind of see it, that yes. they think is attractive. 
and then this person entraps them and they they and then the woman realizes they're not woke at all yeah i bet you this has been going on for a long time and they've just finally maybe coined a phrase for it yeah think, so maybe now the feminists are becoming woke to the woke fishing yeah i honestly think that this is because you see it a lot where people kind of like like we even just talked about you kind of like pretend not pretend but maybe like hope to be more open-minded and like you pretend to a lot of people i would say go to these protests even just to be seen at protests so other people think that they're you know quote unquote woke uh so yeah i mean i i definitely agree with that i think that's been happening for a long time woke fishing the new dating trend get on it ladies and gentlemen well I there's, wonder, there's another dating trend of the week i bet you it goes both ways but i guess you know we can talk about that oh, another it, time it i'm excited does. can you bring can you do us a favor jared can you bring a new dating term to the table every single episode from for the rest of 2020? I, 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 I'm going to try because I, what am I going to, I'm not trying. I'm going to do it. We did it for a while. We were bringing new trends. We were letting you guys, you know, updating you on the new dating lingo. And I, I've been letting you down. I've been letting you down, Suck Army. And I am here to tell you that I no longer do that. And every week I'm going to bring a new dating term to the table to talk about. So today, woke fishing. So make sure you're not getting screwed over by a woke fish. Well, let's hope this bastards. happens. If you do get woke fished, woke fished instead of catfish, that's kind of funny. If you do get woke fished, maybe maybe we can start turning these people into woke people. You know what I mean? Like that that's maybe. always an op- Turn that's over always a new possibility. Leaf. You know, that's what we're trying to do here on Help I Suck at Dating. Just, you know, people help a people. We're trying to wake people up. Uh, anyways, like Jared said earlier, we got a big episode for you guys. We are going to get to know some of the iHeart staff and dig into their personal dating lives because we can only talk about our dating life so much. So we're excited to hear from some people that are close to us about kind of what's going on with them. And it'll give you guys, the listeners, kind of more of a backstory and a foundation to the podcast beyond just the very handsome hosts that host the podcast. So we're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned and we will be right back. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico. 
offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. I'm just really trying to do my best Mark impersonation. Uh, whenever I have a life conundrum, I think, what would Mark do? Anyway, Becky. Becky, we have you on the podcast. Now, Becky is an iHeart staff member who is fantastic. Becky just started working on the podcast, at least this particular podcast, uh, the best podcast there is at iHeart, only about, what, a month ago, maybe? Um, and we are very lucky to have her on the staff because Becky is awesome, hardworking, uh, and quite lovely. So, Becky, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Becky! Thanks for having me, guys. Excited Ooh, to be here. We're stoked to have you. And for the listeners out there, I wanna, I just want to go ahead and preface this whole segment with I'm just as, as excited as the listeners are because Becky and I and Jared have only, as Jared said, been working together for about a month. So this is just as much of a learning experience for me as it is for everyone else out there. So I'm excited. I'm excited too. You guys get to know a little bit more about me. All right, so Becky, this is like the dating game, you know? It's like, Becky's 23 years old. She's taking a hiatus from dating. Beginning of quarantine, she tried virtual dating and met really interesting people on dating apps. One guy would put me on a, quote, time out if I had an, quote, attitude. Please tell us more about that person. Yes, um, he was very interesting. Um I am Latina, so I have an attitude. It just comes naturally. That's, you know, where I came from. And uh, he didn't like it. And I asked him, I said, have you ever been with a Latina? And he was like, no, but all women are the same. And I was like, oh, you're, you're in for a treat. That was really ignorant of you to All say. women are the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any guys listening to podcasts right now, probably don't say that. Don't say that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I remember if like we would FaceTime, he would, um, get upset if like, I just like became sassy or something and, um, he'd be like, I'm putting you on timeout and then actually would not talk to me for five minutes. And I would, I would just be so confused. And he also would like tickle me a lot. It was just a really weird scenario. And I was like, yeah, I don't know about this. I, I really don't know about virtual dating or the dating apps. So, what do you mean tickle you? Yeah, how would he tickle yeah. you virtually? <laughs> we we met up in person. Sorry, you should have prefaced that. We met up ah. in person a couple times, 
And yeah, after like the third time, I was just like, oh, this is just weird. I thought maybe it would turn cute and it would become cute and it just wasn't. It wasn't at all. Never enjoyed it. So would he just break out into random fits of tickling or was it like a method to the madness? And just, I just, I'm curious to know more about this whole tickling. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was really random. Um, Really random. And I would actually get like pretty upset and then, and then he would put me on timeout. (laughs) Hmm. He sounds like a douchebag. Yep, he was. So. What was it initially that attracted you to this guy? Because I need to know more about this backstory. (laughs) Um, so actually I saw on his dating profile, um, a familiar face, like in one of his pictures. And I found out that he, his brother, I went to college with over in New York. So Mm. I was just like, oh, I feel like I kind of know him a little bit so like that's more comfortable for me than like someone completely random and yeah so that was what like you know helped but wasn't wasn't the one and now you are consciously taking a break from dating as you put it yes 100 percent. it's just um hasn't been working out um i did can like try a couple times after that and uh that was not great experience either. So at this point, I'm just like, we're going to take a break. It's, there's no way for me to um, really like meet someone with, it seems like good intentions right now. Uh, everyone's just bored. So. Well, the problem is too, you're 23, so you're so young. So if you're dating guys in their early 20s, so uh, that I'm might be tough because guys are stupid. So, so, talk about, As a guy, I'm allowed to say that. Let's talk about intentions too, because... I think you're about to get to it, right, Becky? No, I was just going to say I've actually been trying to date older, but that's not working either. Uh, well, it takes us a little longer, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say because you you gave yourself the award for most ghosted, you said. Mm. And there's a reason for that, you said, as well, right? Yes. Um, Do you want to share that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I am celibate. Um and it has been kind of interesting because I've been ghosted for, you know, being celibate, but then some guys also find that as a challenge. Um, and you know, they try to break that. Um, and then also, um, I've had the opposite where one time I tried to date, um, a virgin and um i will preface that i am not a virgin i am born again virgin and um he i think also didn't like that either so it was just kind of it's kind of difficult to navigate right now and so i'm just kind of taking a break and um yeah everyone's i think i'm learning a lot that like guys just suck at communicating Um, but I try to preface in the very beginning, like I'm celibate. So, um, you know, if you, whatever, I don't know what your intentions are, but we should put that out there. And, you know, some guys are like, Oh no, no, it's cool. It's fine. And then it's clearly not fine. (laughs) And then, yeah, it's just, it's really difficult to navigate. So I'm just like praying that I meet someone that is just, you know, all around cool with my past and my present. And if you don't feel comfortable talking about this, please let me know. But 
because I, I've heard of obviously born again virgins before. Sean Lowe was one. He was famously, uh, you know, uh, born again virgin on his season of The Bachelor. So, what made you decide to become um, uh, a born again virgin to be celibate? Yeah. Um, so I found myself um, in a lot of lustful relationships, um, and I constantly interpreted that as love. Um, and I also saw that it was, um, filling, just filling a void as well. Like, um, you know, I know you lost your mom. I lost my mom two years ago. Um, and so that's like these past two years have just been like really not meaningful relationships. And, um, I am Christian and, um, I just like, I think through my relationship with God and just like, um, and like his love has made me realize that like, um, I don't need to give that part to myself or I shouldn't give that part to myself to just anyone. Um, and so I'm really, um, just that, that's really what it all comes down to is like, that's like, I, you know, where I found myself like going wrong in all my relationships because they were so lustful. So, um, that's, that's my journey so far. Yeah. Well, that's I'm sorry. Incredible. Sorry to hear about the loss of your mother. That's never easy, but it sounds like, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that too. Despite the dating woes, it sounds like you got your head screwed on very tight and very good. So, um, I'm sure it's going to work out for you for the best in no time as well. And I mean, it's just, it's hard to date right now, especially too, because it's obviously COVID. This is why we have a podcast, especially during these times, because it's like, you're definitely not alone in knowing that dating is not going well for a lot of people out there. Totally. I have faith, though. Maybe one day. Again, I'm young, so. And you, yeah. you guys will be here to help me. <laughs> and yeah, all the other you just got You just got to keep, you got to work on the Help I Suck a Dating podcast forever and ever. And eventually, it worked for Jared, it worked for me, and I'm, I guarantee it'll work for you, too. There so. we go. Absolutely. You're only a month in. You're going to be fine. And you're the real yeah. MVP of this because you work harder, way harder than Dean and myself. Let's oh, be honest. no, no way. Uh, <laughs> Um, well, uh, Becky, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and thank you for sharing your story. You're the best and, uh, we are very lucky to have you. So, uh, we have, uh, our next guest who I believe is ready to go. Hey, Oscar, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Of course. Oscar, so you know what we're doing here. We are getting to know the iHeartMedia team a little bit more in depth on the podcast. But Oscar, Jared and I don't know you that well, so give both of us and perhaps the listeners a quick rundown of what you do with iHeart and, and all that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, wait, what do I even do? I feel like I do all kinds of stuff. Like today, I'm I'm working um, the iHeart Festival shoot, but normally my day-to-day stuff, it's um, all Kiss FM, so it's managing all the promotions and all the prize fulfillment and radio winners and pretty much marketing and promotions. Gotcha. Uh, Oscar, thank you so much for joining us. You do great work. Uh, can I do like the dating game, like intro to you? That's what I do with Becky and I, I just really enjoyed it and wanted to do it again. Yeah. We have some bullet points here. So we have Oscar, ladies and gentlemen, on Help I Suck at Dating. Oscar is in his early 30s. He's been single for seven years, dated a few times, but nothing serious. Now, Oscar's gay with lots of traditional values. He's got, he says that online dating and apps, dating apps that is, give him anxiety. Now, he feels like he's a more old school, but he, need, he also recognizes that he needs to be more open. 
Uh, so Oscar, after that horrible, horrible intro, sorry about that. <laughs> no, I felt uh, like that so, was perfect. Oh, th thanks. I appreciate it. So what is it about online dating apps that gives you anxiety? Uh, I just feel like they're a little invasive. Um, and I feel like, I mean, they, I've, I've heard so many success stories, but I've also heard so many horror stories. And there's been a lot of times, like, let's say we're just drinking, right? We're in the living room, we're, ha we're having drinks, and we're just having fun talking. And my friends will be like, hey, you should start a dating app. And I feel like it's just very invasive to put like all those details out there. Like, it's already a lot to think about to like, open up to someone and get to know someone and then when you're, you're just mm -hmm. like putting your height and your ethnicity and what you like and what you don't like it's just i don't know like for me it's just a lot to think about for someone that's already like already has a lot of stuff in my mind you know mm -hmm. well the good thing about dating apps is in profiles is you can control how much information you put out there um so that's one thing that hopefully gives you a little bit of ease like if there's certain things you don't want out in the public eye you don't have to put them out there yeah, but even like putting the photo up, it's like what photo? <laughs> like, it's. Do you have social media? I do. I have Instagram and Twitter, but your Instagram profile picture picture I... could be your uh, dating profile. Oh, picture. No, I'm just like, all right, what are people gonna see when they open up whatever Tinder? Like, uh, laugh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just laugh. Uh, let me let me let me ask you this: What's your preferred way of meeting uh, meeting someone? Uh, my preferred way of meeting someone is not knowing that I'm going to meet someone like just everything organically. Right. Like, say, mm -hmm. I mean, in my ideal situation, like I would meet someone that I met through my friends and say we go to like a house party and we're just at the house party. And maybe there's someone there that my friends think would be great for me, but I wouldn't want them to tell me because then I would get all up in my head and then I would like overthink it and I would think it on all levels like what if I don't like this person what if they don't like me like I'm still a friendly guy like if I don't like them I don't want them to think I'm a jerk it's just I don't know I, I think I just overthink it so you like to start out as kind of as friends first and see if there's like a, a good natural chemistry that there's no pressure to and then it kind of snowballs down from there totally totally like yeah. for me i feel like it's all about the vibe the chemistry can we have a conversation uh, like a real conversation where you're not even like trying to keep up the conversation like right you know like there's no agenda it's just like all of a sudden we're talking about our favorite color and it, i didn't have to ask you that question it's it just comes out naturally well, well I, what is your favorite color uh well it depends my favorite color is red um, but I love all shades of green, um, but I feel like I wear a lot of blue. Uh, <laughs> all right. So you're all over the place. I like it. All over the map. All over all the great colors. Spectrum. Well, so I guess my point that I was going to try and make was there's really no difference between putting together a dating profile and giving that information like your height, ethnicity, interests, uh, disinterest, because it's like when you meet someone in person, they see how tall you are. They see your face like that's their profile picture for you. They get to kind of understand your interests through conversation. So it's 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 definitely maybe like a little bit more pressure because like you're there. You're on a dating app to date people and you don't go to a party to date people. You go to a party to have fun with your friends. And if that turns into a relationship, that's great. So I can see like maybe the uh, the reason for being is a little bit more like direct. But I think you should still give dating apps a try. I mean, we've we've heard from so many people that they've been successful. 
Yeah, totally. And I feel like you, I mean, you kind of nailed it. You, when I, whenever I do go out, my, my main focus is I just want to hang with my friends and I miss my friends or I miss my family and I'm just there to hang out with them. So I'm not really mm -hmm. looking either. Like it yeah. just kind of happens. And that's better too. I think in the way that uh, if you're just like being yourself and hanging with your friends and someone finds that version of you attractive, that's perfect because that's just who you are rather than on a dating app. I could see like you, everyone puts their best foot forward. So it's like, you might not be learning the true like facts about this person and you're learning about who they want you to think that you are rather than like you like hanging around your friends. So I, I see where you're coming from. Um, I just wanted to at least lobby for dating apps because we have seen them be successful for some other friends in the past, but. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Oscar, do you, do you hate first, first dates? No, I actually, Oh, I, I don't hate first dates because I feel like it's a, it's a good opportunity to meet someone. And I feel like you can learn a lot from a first date because I am like a vibey type person. So I can kind of knock out a lot of checkpoints. I could just cross off a lot of things like on the list through the first date. Um, and I feel like that benefits me because a lot of times it's like when I know it's a no, like I'm not afraid to just be like, hey, I think you're a great person, but I think that's it. Like maybe we could be friends. Like I don't have a problem saying that either. So I'm okay with first dates. It's just a matter of getting a date. I, I'm sure you're doing fine in that department, my friend. Uh, well, because the reason I ask that is you sound like one of my friends from back home who anxiety, like she gets super anxious on dating apps or she did before she started dating her, her boyfriend. And uh, she said the same thing. She'd rather just hang out with her family and friends and not go on dates. And she hated first dates. Hmm. Uh, and I could I never like had any advice for her. Cause I was like, well, I, I mean, she just hates first dates and I'd always be like, well, you got to put yourself out there. You got to like figure out a way to make things, you know, break the ice and, and make things comfortable. So I guess my question for you is like, do you have any uh, ways that you break the ice? You make first dates a little bit more comfortable. And do you have any advice for people who might feel very similar to you where they get very anxious thinking about going, uh, you know, on a, a dating app or, you know, if they choose between going on a first date with someone or hanging out with their friends, they're like, well, I just would rather hang out with my friends than go on a date with someone. Totally. I mean, I think my advice to that is to just do something you would normally do on a Thursday or a Friday or whatever day of the week it is. I think um, you should set an expectation that is like actually who you are as a person. So if like on a normal Thursday, right, like on a normal Thursday, I would probably just maybe be going a happy hour at my favorite spot or maybe I mean mm -hmm. not right now because of COVID but maybe it's like my favorite lounge with the jukebox and I have control of the playlist like if that's something I would normally be doing on a Thursday I would just see it as like hey tag along or come <laughs> along with me or you're invited like this is normally what I would do I wouldn't set the expectation to to be something that is not me or that I normally wouldn't do. Like if I'm normally not going to this restaurant, like I'm not gonna probably propose that. I would stick with something that maybe I like and then maybe next time we'll do something that they like and just go from there. Totally, makes perfect sense. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Oscar, thanks so much for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Of course. It. Uh yeah, well, hopefully we see you in the office sometime soon. For sure, uh, and maybe next time I'll have a date or something. Well, now that you're on this podcast, like Dean was saying, 
<laughs> Everybody who comes on this podcast, man, we're like good luck Chuck. You find your soulmate the day afterwards. So all right, I I, I have good vibes. So we'll see. Keep your eyes open. Yes, thank you. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, Eileen. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing well. Welcome to Help I Suck at Dating. (laughs) Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's a true true honor to have you on. Um, Jared, do you want to handle this? Because you are honestly knocking these out, and I am very impressed. Well, Eileen, we're kind of doing the dating game around the office. And so I'm I'm introducing everybody as if I'm the the narrator of the dating game. And we have some bullet points here. So is it okay if I do that? Yeah, for you? go ahead. 
Grant. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, Suck Army, we have another great <laughs> guest who's on the line with us right now. She is in her 50s, recently got married two years ago to her longtime partner. Now, she lives in uh, West Hollywood with her husband. It is Eileen, I don't know your last name, but Eileen, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to Help I Suck at Dating. Oh, hello, hello. Uh, well, Eileen, you obviously don't suck at dating if you just got married. Congratulations. <laughs> but I haven't dated in a while, so there we go. There we go. And, and plus, like, our, our whole gimmick here is that, like, even if you're in a relationship, you can still suck at dating. Yeah, like, okay. just ask my wife. I, there's plenty of things I suck at. <laughs> and so so you recently just got married two years ago to your longtime partner. So how long were you dating before you guys got married? Um, 22 years. Whoa. I met, wow. Yeah, I met him when I was 30. And he was 25. So there you go. Okay, so this, what, is, this is a fun one because wait? this is this is very unique. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why did you wait 20 years? Why after 20 years or 18 years, I guess, did you decide to get married? We need all of the juicy hot goss for this. Okay, because... and you know what? Like, I can't tell you the amount of times we've been asked this question. It's just not even, it's not even, there is no reason. I don't know. Everything was just always fine. I would say to you that I was a very young 30 year old and he was a little bit more of a mature 25 year old, but we were just not, we were independent into our careers. We just like really weren't in a hurry. So everything just kind of, kind of meshed and we tooled along and did fun stuff. And, you know, just, it, it became a 22 year old relationship. You know, we didn't even move in together or anything like that until it was probably like eight years. Is this so, like, is did this you like guys ever those, like, is this one of those sorry. on again, off again relationships or were you guys on for all 22 no, years? No, we broke up one time, like two years into it. Okay. Um, and that was for like six months and then got back together and we're together ever since. So we're okay, just like okay. homies. You know what I mean? Road uh -huh. dogs in it, in it to win it. It's such a committed relationship when you really think about it because I feel like so many people, including myself, you know, you date someone and there are certain steps in the relationship yep. that, that progress it, you know, and that's not saying like, I'm not with my wife because I just married her, but like, you know, it's, it's kind of like the progression, mm -hmm. like we got together and then we get married and we want to have kids one day and, and then so on and so forth. And like with you guys, you're just like, no, we're, we're in love and we want to, we just want to be with one another. We don't have plans to really do anything else. That's so true. That's a, that's a committed relationship right there. I feel the same way. Like, you know what I mean? Cause there was no paper ever like binding us to anything. And, um, it's just, like I said, it, now we did at one point, you know, you wake up and 10 years have flown by and, you know, I'm a girl. So going into my forties, we had to have the, what do you think about kids thing? Is there any rush here? And we were just kind of like, I can't explain it. Always happy and always content. And it's like, no, I'm cool. Are you cool? Yeah, I'm cool. Let's do this. We have great families. We have great friends. We have an amazing life. And we just never felt the rush. And we never anywhere along the line really had that a conversation like, so what is this? Am I your girlfriend? Am I your boy? Like we never had those kinds of conversations. It just was one day mm -hmm. he moved in. It was great. Everything went great. We bought a house together. You know, it just, I don't know. I just feel like there's, there was never any kind of expectation or pressure. And um, I would never say that's normal or that's the way to do it. It just worked for us. I think we're kind of um, unique in that. Yeah. So. Oh, you, you are very, very unique. That's without question. I yeah. want to know more about how the relationship evolved from boyfriend, girlfriend 
to fiancés? And I know you kind of just touched on a little bit, but I, <laughs> I maybe like more of a of a granular focus on it because after 18 years, you do you just wake up one day and you're like, let's be husband and wife, or was it a conversation where you're like, you know what, we we, we know we're gonna spend the rest of our lives together. Why don't we just freaking do the paperwork thing like we haven't done yet and just get it over with kind of thing? Well, um, I think that you'd probably have to have to ask him why and what the timing meant to him. But okay. we, you know, we had always talked about at some point we'll get married. You know, we had always talked about that. Um, yeah. And our families, it was very important to our families. Um, even 25 years in hmm. or 22 years in our parents, it was very important to them. And, you know, I um, am a spiritual person and I believe in God's timing. And I just think that was God's timing because not to get sad or anything, but, you know, he asked me on my 50th birthday, which, which was very special. And mm -hmm. uh, we got married the following year and a half, like nine months or uh, yeah, year and a half later. And, you know, we've, I lost my dad soon after mm -hmm. and his dad is now sick. So it's kind of like, it was just meant to be, it was meant to be a big family celebration. Yeah, of course. And it sounds yeah. like, so your, your parents wanted you and him to get married and your father was able to see that happen. It sounds exactly. like, right? Exactly. Right. That's, that's beautiful. That's awesome. Right. So here's another question for you then, and, and obviously just answer up to your discretion, whatever you want. How about children then? Like, did, was there ever a conversation about having kids? Is there still a potential to have children? Like what's kind of the situation with all that? We did talk about it, and I think we would both be amazing parents, and we love kids, but we seem to be happy with um, our nieces and nephews. We have many uh, from the ages. I mean, my oldest nephew is 30, and I think our youngest is probably, I don't know, like uh, seven maybe now. Um, and then we have godchildren, and like we have plenty of children in our life, and um, we just ha we don't feel like we've missed anything. I might feel differently, you know, we might feel when we're older, you know, especially because our parents are older now and they're really leaning on us for certain things. So we yeah. may feel a little lonely or kind of out there on our own as we get older. Yeah. But um, we have no regrets. Was there ever a disagreement about that? Because I have uh, friends that uh, are together are very much in love, but one wants kids and the other one doesn't. And that's making them second guess the entire relationship altogether. Yeah, uh, never a disagreement. We were always just, hey, I'm that's cool. Good. I'm happy. If it if it happened, great. If it doesn't, great. It's really hard yeah. to, uh, you know, I know most people don't understand it, but we've just been content and happy. That's it. Let's so now that you guys were together for 20 plus years and now you've been married for two do you find that there's any difference between being boyfriend, girlfriend and being married? I do. And I didn't think I would it. There's something different about it. There is something different about the, uh, you know, having a husband. And I went ahead and I, I hyphenated my last name, you know, spending, mm -hmm. spending 52 years as one person, it was <laughs> kind of hard to change it all together. And, uh, and, you know, I was doing it out of respect for my dad, poor guy had three daughters. So I just wanted to kind of keep his name in there somewhere. So, yeah, uh, my father-in-law is kind of going through the same thing. He has two daughters, and uh, Ashley, my wife, is going to hyphenate her name yeah. because, uh, you know, you got to have the name live on in some way. It's kind of important, and, uh, you know, yeah. and especially, like I said, for myself to go through my entire life and career with one name, and it's it, not that I wouldn't want to take his name, and I felt um, out of respect for his family and for him, 
uh, that I needed to have it as part of my name. I just couldn't get rid of my my dad's name. So um, yeah, no, it's um, it, but it is a different level of commitment, you know. Um, the paper, the I, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's different. It's more bonded. I totally understand where you're coming from. Even I have only been married for a little over a year now, but um, you know, having my wife. Yeah. You know, there is a certain gravity to saying that sentence. You know, my this is my wife. Uh, it's 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 just a little bit more impactful than this is my girlfriend. You know, when I see, you know, even now I'm with her family, and they are my family now as well. Yeah. And that's something um, that I'm getting more accustomed to, and uh, something that I, I I feel very lucky. Yeah, and you know what? That's a really great point because over our years, I used to feel stupid. Uh, you know. 10 years in saying this is my boyfriend you know i felt like that was silly so yeah. we never really used that language it was always like hey this is chad and he's like this is eileen mm. we never really did the label thing but now it is this is my husband it is different and it's like yeah. i understand what you mean it's more impactful the bond is there people understand it too you know what i mean people didn't understand what we were before and now they understand not that i care yeah, totally. about that but well, well, Eileen, as someone that's on the same trajectory as you and your husband, <laughs> it's very refreshing to hear how happy and how uh, wonderful of a life it seems like you've had with, with each other. So um, yeah. thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing all that with us. We really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck. We'll talk to you soon. And um, if there's any updates, keep us updated. All right. Awesome. Good luck. Thank you, you, Eileen. Thank you, guys. Talk soon. Bye. Thanks, Eileen. All right. We are going to move on over to uh, Imani, I, I don't want to mispronounce that. So we'll wait until she hops on and get her whole backstory. I'm excited. So you think you and Kaylin are on the same trajectory, huh? You think you guys are going to be together for 25 years before you get married? I think that, I don't know. I don't know what I think. Who knows? I'm probably going to be dead in, in, sorry, language, three years anyway. So it's like. <laughs> no, you're not. Stop that. Don't even joke like that. I mean, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Well, have you have you talked about that with Kaylin? Because I feel like Kaylin wants. Do you do you want kids? Uh, I go back and forth. I do, but I don't. I don't, but I do. It would be cool to like I'm have sure like a little can. mini me running around. But also, like I said, I am like uh, as optimistic as I am as a person. I'm pretty cynical when it comes to like world affairs, and I don't know if it's necessarily the best thing to be bringing someone into this world where it's like I feel like when we die. Let's say we live full, healthy lives. We die at 90 years old, you know, me and you. Uh, I think Hopefully. I think when we die, the earth is going to be in pretty set, in a pretty sad state. So it's like, do I want to have a kid that's going to basically experience how bad that is? But on the other hand, it's like, well, maybe my kid is going to be the one that ends up saving the earth. Or he's going to help benefit it in some way. And maybe it's my ethical responsibility to have a child and, and, and have him bear his, you know, his knowledge upon everyone or hers, or her knowledge, sorry. So you think your offspring is going to save the world, huh? I'm not saying I think it. I'm saying it's always a certain possibility. <laughs> I think, honestly, if there's ever a person that's going to save this world, it is the offspring of Caitlin and Dean. Yeah, you guys. Know, you know. Let's, let's stop talking about my offspring. We got our next guest on the phone, on the line here. How's it going over there? Hi. Hi, Amani, correct? Yes, Imani. Hi, Imani. I'm Jared. Nice to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you guys. 
Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. So, Imani, we've been doing this dating game thing where I, because we have, you know, little bulletin points points about everybody. And so we've been kind of like playing the dating game. So I've been introducing everybody as if I'm like the, the voice of the dating game. Would you mind if I do that right now? Of course. All right, here we go. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. We have Amani. Now, Amani has been in a relationship for eight years, and she is ready for that ring. Now, enjoying WFH. Work from home. What is that? Big dummy. Come work from on, home. dude. I'm an idiot. So, enjoying work from home because they can spend more time together and... Amani says she can bother him throughout the day. She's still doing their, they are still doing their best to go on dates, picnic outings and walks, or just running errands together as quality time. Amani, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, so eight years together. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? 28. So you guys have been together since 20. So you guys got together pretty young. Mm -hmm. We're talking, are we talking college sweethearts over here or? We're something like that, like a college party met them and then it was meant to be from there. Nice. So we're College talking, party. That we're sounds like, like a good story that you don't want to tell us on air. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're talking like college drunken hookup that turned into yeah. like a fling that escalated. And now here we are eight years later. There you go. Something like that. It just stuck. Sweet. Well, Imani, tell us a little bit just before we jump into all of that, because uh, as Jared and I pointed out, obviously, especially in the height of COVID, we don't have the ability to be in the office. What do you what's your role with iHeart? Just real quick. I am the brand manager for Real 92.3. So anything promotions with the station, I'm your girl. Sweet. You are our girl. So tell us more about this. You've been in a relationship for eight years and you're ready for that ring, as you put yeah. it, right? Yes. Why? It, what makes you what makes you ready for it? You just feel like eight years. I mean, eight years is a long time. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but mm -hmm. is there a specific milestone that you guys got to where you're like, all right, bro, come on. It's time. Like, ask me to marry you. Literally, there we do everything together. I have the banking account info. I have credit card access. We live together. Parents know each other. We know the parents. It's like we're married without the ring and i need my ring so does he know this yes we've thoroughly talked about it i think we're finally at the phase where you know i've caught up in age i'm 28 now he's 35 so it's not you know that big of an age gap where it sounds kind of like weird so it works now <laughs> Yeah. My parents are seven seven years apart. They've been married for uh, 35 years. It's so, normal. Yeah, it's very normal. I always thought, like, I always thought I was going to marry someone six or seven years younger than me just because it's what my parents did. Yeah. And then here I am married to someone who's nine months older than me. So, you want to know what's funny? Is change. My mom was older than my dad, and I always thought I was going to marry, if I got married, an older woman. It's so weird how just... here you are... It's and then, married yeah, Kaylin, to someone younger than you. Kaylin is four years younger than I am. I just, I was going to say, it's just so funny how we, we look at our parents' relationships and we like kind of plan on echoing that. And then it just obviously works out differently, but yeah, we just assume that that's like the way it happens. Like, right. oh yeah, that's right. this is what my parents do. So everybody does it this way. Imani, so tell us more about this. So working from home, is that kind of what's escalated the relationship even more? Or were you guys kind of already in this state of like, we're ready? Or you're ready, at least. We were already... No, he's ready, too. We were already there. I think working from home is, like, the real test for relationships. I feel like a lot of relationships right now, they're hitting their, like, 
either this is going to work or that's not with working from home, just because spending that much time together is a real test. And I think we're acing the test right now. We're not getting too annoyed with each other. You know, we're still separating and getting our alone time. And I think this is like the key to say, hey, this can work for the future. Yeah. What's, yeah. What are some things that you guys are doing to kind of keep it fresh and not like your guys are at each other's throats the whole time? Well, I try, like, I thrive on alone time. So, like, Friday nights, he knows, like, if I'm in the living room watching my show or playing my music, leave me alone, go to the room, get your own time together, you know, let's separate so that on Saturday, you know, if I see you, it's, like, fresh. I didn't spend all Friday night with you, and I'm like, oh, your face again. Yeah. That's smart. That's a good way of looking at it too. I've actually never been able to verbalize that to my girlfriend quite uh, quite as well, but <laughs> it makes sense. It's like, if you want to have a Friday night out with your friends, you wake up Saturday morning with your partner next to you and you're like, oh, it's so good to see you. But if you guys spend every waking moment together, you don't really have that excitement. Well, you still have the excitement, don't get me wrong, to see them in the morning, but it's less lesser version of that, right? Yeah, yeah distance makes the heart grow fonder, even if it's just 12 feet apart in separate rooms literally it's the best you need that you know my father-in-law told me that if we can make it through through uh, this quarantine together you can make it through anything so uh, do you guys think the same thing that if you guys are becoming a stronger relationship throughout this quarantine that you like you were ready for the ring before but now like the ring needs to be today yes like quarantine is the real test i feel like i have a couple of friends who have already like broken up with their boyfriends and already moved out and it's like no we're still hanging in there strong we haven't had like anything like unusual rather than like the regular tiffs that you know everyday partners go through it's nothing crazy so i'm like oh we're we're in this we're married basically i just need the official stamp yeah i kind of feel bad for your significant other Totally. Because like, I I feel a little bad just because now anything he plans, like he, everybody's going to be anticipating a proposal. You know what I mean? Like you're all like, even if he's like, Hey babe, do you want to grab dinner? Like next Friday, you're going to be like, Oh my God, I think he's going to propose. And he's like, Oh God damn it. I'm just, I'm just getting dinner. Like I'm trying to plan this. So hopefully the point is hopefully, uh, he, uh, you know, does the right thing and puts a ring on it quickly. Fingers crossed. Yeah. our fingers. I know. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. No, we really appreciate it. Uh, uh, best of luck. Hopefully, he proposes very soon. Uh, and uh, hopefully, we see you around the office sometime soon as well. Yes. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks, Amani. Bye. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that street where you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. 
With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Ladies and gentlemen, up next we have Riley coming in at us at a young 27 years old. She's currently single and virtually dating. She's on dating apps, ladies and gentlemen. She's using Hinge and Instagram DMs to meet people. But so far... Ladies and gentlemen, they've proven to be a bit unreliable. Only 75% will cancel the day of or ghost, she says. She seems to attract the same type of men, a.k.a. losers. Her longest losers. relationship was for six years. So, ladies and gentlemen, we know Riley is committed. We know she can be in it for the long haul. Why are all these guys ghosting you, Riley? That is my question. I have no idea. I mean, I, mean, I know we're close to October, but... October has been this whole year, apparently. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, they, they seem to come on super strong and then disappear. So Riley, when you say these guys are ghosting you, like what type of guys, is it just a lot of guys sliding into your DMs and then you talk for a little while and then they just ghost you? Or is this like you went on a date with someone, it went well, and then you never heard from them again? It's kind of both. So it is like DMs and Hinge, but it's also like, I don't know if the pattern, they seem to be like a few months even, or a couple months, and then they'll just kind of either, not so much ghost, but kind of like fade off. Hmm. Like what, slow the conversations down, not respond quite as frequently, yeah. stop asking questions in their texts. Yep, it's a very What's dry. The, let's get to the bottom of this, because we've we've heard it before, I'll be honest, we're probably going to hear it from other people again, and it just sucks. One of the worst ways to end a relationship is the ghosting method. Jared and I, we've talked to not, to the point of nausea about this. Um, 
why do you think those guys are doing it? Because it's like, obviously you're, you're beautiful. You're interesting. You, is it because you want a relationship maybe that you think that it's like scaring these guys away? Do you want a relationship? I guess I should ask you that. Like what's yeah, going I mean, on? I, I mean, I'm definitely open to relationship and I, I mean, I have a theory that these guys come on strong thinking they want all of it. And then they get scared that they're just not ready. And you think that they find that out later on after a couple dates or so? Yes. Let's talk about, let me talk, let's talk about your method. So like when you meet a guy, let's say on Hinge or through the Instagram DMs, do you like stay on that app for a while, chat with them and then meet up with them in person? Do you kind of like reluctantly meet up with them in person or, cause a lot of people will like dive right in, right? Yeah. What's like, what's kind of your, what's your seduction method, if you will? <laughs> um, I like, usually it's like, you know, like the talking phase where you talk on the, the apps or through text. Um, and then I feel like with quarantine going on, especially, so I have a rule that I don't go to somebody's house or they come to my house before I actually like meet them or get to know them better. So that okay. I feel like kind of weeds out the guys that are kind of just looking to hang out. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And it also makes them kind of plan something, but yeah, I, I don't know after that, then it seems to go well and then it doesn't. Do you think, do you think quarantine has helped or hurt uh, hookup culture? I think it has progressed hookup culture for sure. So it, it progressed it in the way where it's like, like it's learning or and changing or progressed it where it's more abundant. Like what? Yeah. Tell us more. I think it's definitely evolved. Um, and I think it's more abundant. Like I said, like these there, I feel like guys are using quarantine as a, excuse to not plan a date or just come over and hang out like to hook mm -hmm. up instead mm -hmm. of like putting in the effort to plan something or like especially right now you have to be creative but there's like you can go on hikes you can do other things um so i feel like it's kind of become an excuse to hook up yeah i will say i have some uh friends or i guess let's call them acquaintances that are single in the midst of quarantine and they are doing just that they are are poorly representing the male gender and are using this quarantine to hook up with girls way more frequently than I have ever even heard of anyone doing in the past. And I don't like it one bit. I don't know. Maybe it's just the state of affairs that we're in currently. And it's just kind of like a storm that we have to weather. But it sounds like you kind of have a good understanding of those guys and you've got a good method for weeding them out. So that's a good place to start at the very least. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to be as patient and, you know, like, taking all the the shots that I can or, you know, like putting feelers out there and keep trying and keep getting back up. But, you know, be patient. So you said you seem to attract the same type of guys. What type of guys are those? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm pretty tall. I'm 5'11", six foot if I stand up straight. Um, so, I mean, I like the athletes and that comes with a, a territory i feel like um but also the is somebody taller than you important like do you want to date someone that is taller than you honestly yes yeah i wouldn't i would prefer that this... um i have dated my same height and it was fine but wearing heels and being taller just you know i i know i i totally get that i always envision myself dating someone shorter than me like and i'm six feet so luckily, I, you know, knock on wood, I'm not that short. 
But I totally get where you're coming from. And that must be tough on a girl who's someone like yourself is 5'11", 6 feet. You're tall. You're beautiful. But as a guy, like I get insecure. I did get insecure about dating someone who was taller than me. So that is, do you find that a factor within dating? Guys being intimidated by you? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, I feel like, I mean, I do get guys very much shorter. I feel like more coming up to me than taller guys. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why either, but um, I do feel like that's a factor, especially being out and about. Um, but it's they're a little hesitant to approach me. You want to know what's funny is uh, I don't know if you ever met Tori, but she was a producer on this podcast in the past, and she is uh, taller as well. I want to say around five eleven as well, and she very much preferred dating athletes. And so it's funny to hear your story because it's so reminiscent of Tori's experiences as well. So I want to hear more about this, this six-year relationship of yours. How long ago did that end? And was he an athlete? So that was my one non-athlete. And okay. <laughs> um, it ended, we were just really young. I started dating him when I was 16. Mm -hmm. And um, it ran its course a little longer than probably it should have. But, you know, I learned a lot through that. And yeah, it was probably, it was, I probably learned the most from that, I would say. Well, you guys made it through pretty much all of college together, which usually like you'd start dating in high school and then you go to college and people start breaking up. Mm -hmm. But you guys seem to like had a high school relationship and then make it all the way through college together, which is uh, pretty significant. Yeah, it was, especially, um, you know, he was he was a couple of years older. Um, so he at one point had been out of school and, you know, I was in it. We were shifting around, um, but mm. we always just seemed to kind of like stay connected. And so it worked that way. You, you want to know what's what's funny and potentially ironic is you're <laughs> the only relationship that we have of note. And what I would assume is your longest relationship is the not the antithesis of the guy that you typically go for but he's not an athlete you know so why do we keep going for athletes riley i know <laughs> look i don't need i've i that's true i agree um <laughs> i don't need a whole big spiel here <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm necessarily an athlete but yeah i agree yeah i don't know i don't know i think you know like, if it looks like a duck and it sounds like a duck it's probably not a duck it's an athlete <laughs> It's an athlete. Exactly. <laughs> well, Riley, we hope the best for you. It sounds like, like I said earlier, you got you got a, a, a good method here, and you're not just in it for the hookups, and we appreciate that. So uh, we hope to honestly check in with you again later on at some point because it sounds like you might have an interesting future ahead of you because you're thank single. You. We're not. And so we definitely <laughs> want to check in with you later on. But thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck. Uh, hopefully you kind of avoid the F boys and you find yourself a nice tall athlete here in the near future that you guys can have a nice, happy relationship with for the rest of your life. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, of course. Thanks, we'll talk, Riley. We'll talk to you later, okay? All right, thanks. That'll do it for the Round Robin iHeartRadio team. We checked in with Becky, Oscar, Eileen, Imani, and Riley. And that was a very diverse group we had there. There were single, there were taken, there was Becky who is saving herself for marriage, Eileen who got married later in life, Imani's waiting for the ring, Oscar single, and Riley single. So we really kind of covered the whole gambit there, which was pretty fun. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed that. I definitely enjoyed getting to know our iHeart team members a little bit more too. But yeah, it's yes. nice getting to know the people you work with.
But yes, Jared, you you nailed it right in the head. We are going to jump to some emails. Um, I I can't wait to get to some emails. We're going to answer a couple of them. But before we do that, let's take one quick break and we'll jump right into it. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewelry that makes you look like the gem sneakers and streetwear so fresh. Well, every step feels fly when it comes to style and luxury. eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day smart metabolic burn by brain md can kickstart your metabolism fight stubborn body fat especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease welcome back to help i suck at dating we have some of course our favorite segment of the podcast the emails because without you guys there would be no podcast and i'm just so grateful that somebody wants to listen to us talk on a weekly basis why i don't know but we love you anyway for it and this is our favorite segment because we love talking to you guys suck army the real heart and soul of this podcast so dean what's the first email Oh, you're giving me the honors of the first email. Okay. <laughs> How kind of you. Yeah, let's jump into this first email. Before we do, though, let's go ahead and encourage the listeners out there that might have a question. Email us at isuckadating at iheartmedia.com. That's isuckadating at iheartmedia.com. We love the emails. We want more of them. Send us as many as you possibly can and or want to. So Annika says, 
I was wondering what your thoughts are around wanting more independence in your relationship without hurting or offending your significant other. I'm kind of like Dean in the sense that I want to do what I want to do, and I want to do it when I want to do it. At the beginning of my relationship, my boyfriend and I hung out all the time. I started using Bumble for friends, and now I want to start hanging out with my girlfriends more as well. Every time I want to, I feel like I'm offending him, but I'm not trying to. All of his friends are in relationships or have wives, so anytime we hang out with them, it's all of us together, and he doesn't get together with them as much without me. I was wondering if you have any advice on this and how I can start to be more independent again without him getting hurt, or how to explain to him nicely that I need more alone time by myself and with friends. For context, I'm 26 and he is 30. It's funny because this is uh, very similar to mine. and Yeah, not very similar, but you're right. Annika because I very much enjoy my alone time. We are in a little bit of a different boat because I kind of set that precedent early on in the relationship with Kaylin was like, listen, I want to spend as much time with you as I possibly can, but I also have to spend time with my friend, not have to, I get to spend time with my friends, but I also on top of both of those things need to spend time alone. And we're kind of in a weird situation right now where I'm living, I'm obviously living in my van, traveling around Colorado Idaho, Wyoming, Montana, and Kaylin is like, well, I want to come meet up with you. And I'm like, well, dude, I just need like a week by myself because I am keep I keep going from city to city um, and like I'll see a couple friends here and there and I like still haven't really had a chance to decompress by myself yet. You know, like I'm just seeing friends and she's sapped because she wants to hang out. She wants to like do all the things together and I appreciate it and I definitely want to see her and do all the things together too, but I have made it very clear to her that I just need time alone. And I think it's good for us to be, you know, apart for a little bit, because as Jared always puts it, heart or absence does make the heart grow fonder. I think you just need to be honest with the guy. Like, just be like, listen, um, I have these friends that I want to hang out with. I have myself that I want to hang out with just by myself. And I don't, I, I mean, not to be harsh, but like, I don't care what you do while I'm doing these things, but just understand that these are things that I need to do for myself. And if he tries to like stop you from doing those things, bad sign. That's a no, no. I don't think he will. I mean, obviously I don't know the guy, but I don't think that anyone would stop you from a hanging out with your friends or b just spending time alone. And if they do, then it's, you know, it's like I said earlier, it's not a good sign, but Jared, what, do you, what what's your take on this? Because, uh, you and Ashley obviously are, uh, quite fond of spending time together as well. So like, let's say you needed some alone time. How would you handle it telling Ashley? Yeah, I do need alone time. And I, I talked to Ashley about that because Ashley's definitely more dependent on us being together than I am. Not in a relationship, but just in general terms of spending time together where she, she's probably very similar to Kaylin. She wants to do everything together where I'm a little bit more similar to you where I just need alone time. I need guy time. I need to go golfing. I need to play sports. I just need to kind of like just talk sports and not have to put in context for Ashley. You know, I just need to just get that out of my system. And Annika, I totally understand where you're coming from. And all what I would do is I would just talk to your, your significant other and let them know exactly how you feel. But you can kind of do the sandwich effect, which is like you start off with something really positive and sweet, something like, I love you more than anything. You're the only person I want to be with. And then you kind of get the filler, which is, but I do need some alone time um, for myself and to be able to spend times with my friends. And it's not that I don't want to be with you, but I just need this time for myself and for my own sanity. And then you end it with something nice again by saying, I think this would be good for our relationship to spend a little bit of a time apart. So when we see each other, it keeps everything fresh. And like Dean said, and we said before, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So like, um, Amani said earlier in the podcast, like, 
don't spend Friday night together, and then all of a sudden Saturday becomes so much more fresh and fun. So that would be my advice. Just approach it yeah. delicately. Try to get the sandwich effect. Say something very positive. You love them. You only want to be with them, but you need some alone time, and I think it's going to be really good for our relationship. I'm like, especially when I spend time alone, I'm like so much more uh, interesting to myself when I'm alone. Like when I hang out with my friends or with Kaylin, I kind of tend to fall into like these grooves of like thought where like we all kind of tend to have like this group thought together and you know you're you're the similar you're similar to the people that you are with at times and when you're by yourself you don't have the luxury mm -hmm. of of trying not trying to but like acting similarly to the people around you so you act exactly as who you are and you kind of like learn a lot more about yourself and that's what i always try to tell kaylin is like the per when i love myself the most is when i'm by myself because it really allows me to like better understand how weird I am and I am super super weird but when I'm like around people I become less weird you know that that kind of sounds strange to say but um no you're right I like to kind of explore like those weird sides and so I think if Annika if you're able to like express that to your partner as well I think he'll be able to understand it um I, I yeah I don't know and if he does make you feel bad about it like for instance you know not to like overshare about my relationship but when when I was telling Kaylin this I was like Kaylin like I just want to spend a week in Montana by myself like taking pictures of animals She's like, oh, like that makes me sad. Like, I want to see you and I want to be hanging out with you. I was like, well, uh, you know, like it, I don't I don't want you to feel bad, but I don't want you to make me feel bad for wanting to spend time alone. Like, it's kind of a double edged mm -hmm. sword where, yes, you might feel bad for not getting to hang out, but you're also kind of guilting your uh, your partner into uh, feeling bad for not essentially wanting to spend time with you. So be careful when you express this to your partner because you obviously don't want him to come back and tell him that he feels bad because you're not hanging out with him. I don't know. There's like, there's so many things at play, right? Like you definitely don't want to hurt his feelings, but he could very easily turn it around and hurt your feelings because you want to spend alone time. So like, I guess my advice is don't let that happen and, and it'd be very clear and concise with the things that you have to tell him. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, that's going to do it for this week's podcast. We had a couple more emails to get to, but we really just know how to blab on and on and on. And I take a lot of responsibility for that because I feel like I was talking. Jared, I don't know what it is about you. When I when you're not here and it's just me hosting, like I can't I can't find a single sentence to say. But when you're here, I'm just at, I'm comfortable. I'm at ease. And I could honestly talk and talk and talk and talk. So it's just uh, because I'm an attentive listener. I have a listener's face. You're a great listener. You're a great converser. You're a skilled communicator. And we are just better people to have you as a, as a great co-host of this podcast. Oh, so. please keep it coming. So anyways, for the listeners out there, keep the emails coming. That's what we want to have uh, kept coming. Email us, isuckadating at iheartmedia.com. Uh, tell us, you know, what's going on in your dating life and what what advice you might be seeking, what we could help you with, or just share a funny story. We want to hear I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. Um, Jared, anything else before we before we say thanks to everyone and everything and say, and get out of here? That is it. Just love you all for listening. Thank you to Becky, Oscar, Eileen, Amani, and Riley for all sharing your dating stories. You guys are awesome. Um, thank you to Annika for emailing us. Thank you for all the listeners. Thank you for the people that follow us on social media. We are, of course, at help. I suck at dating. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram. And that is it, Dean. Sweet. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to tune in next week where maybe we will suck just a tiny little bit less. Follow help by suck at dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month. 
at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.